0: Hello and welcome to Crack a Can. Uh, this is episode two. I'm joined by Josh and Ross from God Eater. They brought out their album last year, and we're here to celebrate the one year anniversary of All Flesh Is Grass. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. It's a pleasure, man. Thank you. What are he, you what both drinking today? Is the first question.
1: I've got a very old man Bundaberg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I
1: was thinking, Ross. I was like, eh, it's called Crack a Can. Should I bring a stunt can?
0: Oh, <laughs> to, like, <laughs> look at me faker.
1: For sake, and then I can. Sip the bag otherwise, but yeah, I I love this. It's my favorite. <laughs> um,
2: I have uh I found in my cupboard a dry gate cold years. Oof, no bad. Um I don't know what the deal with it. Oh, oh okay, it's it's higher percentage than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh, our our friend Chris um gave us a bunch of stuff like at the oh, start nice. of the year. So it's been left over from them in my cupboard and I found it and I'm like, I'll have that. So
0: you're just I'm sitting like, drinking up your COVID beer? <laughs> um,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have, um, yeah,
1: and, and I've oh, also got cold zero. So it's
0: all balanced. Oh nice. Good. I
1: thought it was just like a cupboard beer that you'd found and I was like, Oh, it sounds a bit grim, but like <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <it's
1: not laughs> refrigerator, that's <fine. laughs>
2: No, no, I did I well actually I forgot to put it in the fridge. Um, and then I had like a like a wine chiller round. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is cold. It is cold.
0: Good, good. <laughs> now, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Like, I've been listening to the album pretty much since it dropped, so it's good to actually talk to you about it all. Yeah.
1: It's, it doesn't feel like a year, but...
0: Yeah, like, I was going to say, one. like, a year. But then, obviously, the first that's that's happened it probably doesn't feel like that. Like, you must have yeah, just I mean, really there, got into
1: it. There was only, like, six months of actual sort of promotional time we have had since the, coming out to like, what, January or something like that? The last yeah. tour wrapped up, and then... So, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that... that So, it, I mean, it's really only been six months, but, yeah, when you actually put it out, you know, it's a full year, so...
0: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like, so was it the tour with Vexha's done, wasn't it, at the start of the year? Was that, like, the last yeah. sort of thing you have got to do?
1: That's right, yeah, so it was... That was, like, a five-day tour, so, UK, and then we were gonna have, like, literally, like, what was it, like, the week before
2: lockdown or something like that? Was the 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 lockdown was on the Monday and we were meant to be out on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday with Leached. Right, okay. And we kind of made that's the right. call to kind of postpone the dates, and um, with the idea that the lockdown was probably going to happen the following week. Um, yeah. And Yeah. Kind of same way. Um. So yeah, it's
1: unfortunate because like they're they're a great band, but yeah, um, that
0: stuff's really good. We
1: probably like we we probably could. I, I remember there was still bands doing stuff that weekend, and we're like, uh, like, but I think just. I'm glad we didn't do it. Yeah. I, like, I just don't think it would have been a good idea at all. The, the yeah. atmosphere was terrible, I think.
0: It was really weird, because like, lockdown, because the week of like, the actual lockdown, I had five gigs. So I remember I seen employed to serve, and the day before lockdown, I went to see Turnstile, and the next day yeah. the country was in lockdown. I was like, Fuck, maybe I wait, shouldn't wait, have time. been at a 900 capacity gig last night. <laughs> <laughs> the country's in-
2: I went to both of those as well. I was oh, like
0: really? Palm- palm palm- yeah. House.
2: Yeah, Turnstile, uh, ga- garage? garage. Yeah, yeah, I was there.
0: <laughs> That's just mad. Like, but there was like other, like so much smaller gigs were cancelled. So it was like the night after Turnstile, I was supposed to see it after the burial, and that got cancelled like three weeks before. That like, they were so like, I feel like the American bands were so far ahead of cancelling stuff.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, um, a lot because I was meant to go to that. It's like after the burial and make them suffer. The Spirit I Box there. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really good um, lineup. They were kind of like, we need to get home.
0: Yeah. Now.
2: Yeah. No. The whole tour's cancelled, and I think there was something else at that as well. It's quite a, like a similar size kind of tour, but there was a few European bands and a few American bands, and the American bands were all just like, "There's yeah. a travel band kind of coming, like we have to go now." Yeah. So, Can yeah. I imagine
0: how scary that must be? Like, obviously oh, so your album came out like a year ago, so you, like you said, you had that kind of six months. But for bands who have like just brought albums out maybe in January or February or even during lockdown, problem. like what do you do?
1: It's just yeah. a
2: worse, though, because I was even feeling that, like, when we brought all flesh is grass out, I was a bit like, "Okay, that's it. Like, this is a worse downer than Christmas." Like, <laughs> it, the, what what do you do with it now that it's actually like out and online? Like, you you can't really hype it up anymore. So you yeah, got to and do it,
0: and yeah, it just play it.
2: But, like, I don't know.
1: I feel like it's a bit of a deadlock, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one thing for like your code oranges and your triviums to like do a. Yeah, live just streams just and stuff. An event around it, and that's amazing, but, like, see if you're, like, a band our size or smaller or or, or bigger, to be honest. Like, if mm-hmm. you're, I, I don't know, like, what level you would kind of cut it off at, but, like, you just don't have the kind of money to, like... No. ...to, to make something like that happen. So what do you do? Do you, do you just postpone it endlessly or do you just put Try. it out eventually and, and just to... to what And whatever will happen will happen kind of thing. So it's... Yeah. It's, it sucks, I mean, but, like... I think at some point you just have to go. Okay, this is it out now. Yeah. And because you know you might because an album to me should be like where you're at that at that time kind of thing. Like yeah, I
0: agree. Have
1: the, it's not gonna feel the same after a certain amount of time. So I don't know. Like yeah.
0: <clears throat> so like, what's your guys' plans? So, so say lockdown carries on to say January, for example, you use think about maybe doing new music or are you just going to try and pick up where you left off and still continue the promotion for All Flesh Is Grass? I think uh,
2: <laughs> we have been working like we have been working away like I've been at it I mean hmm. the second I finished recording All Flesh Is Grass I was writing again.
0: Right okay.
2: I've like I've not really stopped and this year because we've had like the extra time like I think I've really I think both of us have really kind of doubled down on what we're writing and the t- because of the time we've got to do it as well yeah. Um so we have been working and <laughs> um, yeah, we can't really say
1: too much uh, yeah
0: it. I don't want to push this far <laughs> I, th-
1: I think yeah like I, in terms of promoting the album like I think e- effectively that stopped after mm. after lockdown like that like that kind of just that whether we wanted it to or not that kind of put a full stop on things yeah Um we we like we were gonna do like another music video, like yeah, for one of the songs on the album. We were gonna do this and that, like all the stuff that you would do, like like more tours yeah. and stuff. Like that. But it it affect like it it just kind of felt like well, like I was kind of saying, like the moment's gone for mm-hmm. that now. Like it, it like that that was that time, and we yeah, just can't yeah. get it back anymore. So it's I, all about like, kind of
0: looking forward then instead of looking. back. Yeah,
1: it, exactly. And I think that was kind of what, like. You know, I just, I just feel like we've got every mechanic of that. Let's just do some new stuff, kind of thing. Yeah. So, like Ross said, like we, were, like, I think even in October we were like, like last year, like we were like, <laughs> okay, so what's like a month after the album came out, we were like, okay, what's album two gonna be about? What's this gonna be? What's what yeah. is that? What's that about? like? And then we did a lot of like, we've done, you know, some demoing over summer, and we've got new stuff kind of on the way, like mm-hmm. which we kind of. I yeah, well, so yeah. <laughs> we can't, we can't too much about it yet but like yeah i think just looking forward like the album's done like that's yeah. that that's finished now like let's what else have we got what, let's 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 find something new to do kind of thing yeah it's exciting like for us and for listeners too you
0: know yeah definitely obviously i don't want to push too much about new stuff because I've nothing's announced yet so from yeah. like all flesh is grass is there stuff because obviously it's an album that it's got so much so many ideas. Like it really like I don't want to call you a local band that feels like putting you down because you're definitely more than that, but I wasn't ready for, for the that. kind of scope that the album had. Yeah. Like especially like the kind of keys and stuff. Like I know they're a bit of a dirty name now, but I don't know if you remember when Heart Machine broke, and they were like I the hottest Heart Right, yeah. So
1: <laughs> before they became
0: like potential arsonists, like but, they were uh, yeah. they were great, but that was the sort of vibe, I was, especially from the keys. And stuff like that, I know you do all that, Ross, like, has it got a real kind of Middle East feel, almost?
2: Yeah, Um. I don't know, like, I think I uh, naturally, and like, the kind of keys and sounds I write with does kind of <laughs> lend itself to that sort of feel. Um, but like, I've even seen over time, like, from doing our first kind of EP to the first album to doing, you know, like, other demos and like, preparing for a second album, like, the sound, or like, more, more like the sound choice has kind of changed. Yeah. Maybe like a little bit less actually like Eastern sounding in places now, but right, okay. like the actual notes themselves are still quite similar. Right, okay. Um, that's always just been something that's kind of interested me personally, like in terms yeah. of just how something sounds. Like, I really love like. I always joke about it in the chat like oh i love really like if you put jangly synths over it like i'm gonna love it yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's not exactly 100 percent true but like yeah it's just uh, it's always like a kind of layer and a texture that i enjoyed in music even when i was like a little guy mm-hmm. Um, i found myself really kind of drawn to music that had like all those extra layers so it's always just made sense for me to to write with them and like i yeah. remember writing like I, I guess like my first ever song um. I'd have been like 16, I guess. Um, and even then, I was kind of like playing away with keyboards and stuff. Yeah. And like, think like you were that. just writing
0: four cards and I break down.
2: Yeah. So it's <laughs> always been, even when I was doing much like, more simple music, it's always been like a, a part of it. So it's just made yeah. sense to always have it there
1: um, and it'll stay there. Good. So <laughs> it's, sort of like a, it's sort of a flexible aspect of the music. Like you can do certain, you can do a lot of different things with like guitars, bass, and drums, but like. Yeah. The the vibe, the, just the tone can change so much just with, with what sort of key signs you're saying. Like definitely the heart machine. Yeah, is, I would say like definitely like I I a good um sort of what I'm looking for like
0: comparison reference point. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly for that. um But yeah, it's I guess it, yeah, it's quite a a different thing, and it, like people have taken to it in different ways. Some people don't like it so much but some people really like it so yeah. it's but i think we like it as part of the music you know i think it it, it, it makes it makes it feel different you know yeah
0: no, it, it, it just to add so much to it like um I, I wasn't really expecting something like that when i listened to the album for the first time like it kind of reminds me of that sort of time period when it was at the heart machine and born of esaias were doing the discovery and kind of after body were on in dreams like that time and like when that scene was really exciting like, I don't yeah. want to just lump yeah. you in yeah. with all the tech metal bands, but there was a time when that was, like, the most exciting scene in metal for me anyway. And I've not heard someone do that thing for so long.
2: I, I think, think that was definitely a thing for me, though. Like, when I was kind of, you know, I've kind of moved past the teen years and, like, was getting into more, I guess, like, me- metalcore is probably the, like, kind of general term for it. But, like,
0: yeah.
2: I was like, wow, there's all these bands and they have, like, like there's cool chuggy guitars and riffs and stuff but like wow they have loads of like extra stuff yeah. over and above it like even periphery as well opened mm-hmm. kind of a lot of doors for me and the idea that i could record sitting here like in my room yeah and like,
0: like a full album
2: in my room and like all the guitars are done in my room and the vocals were as well like i feel like those bands actually like they've changed a lot over time in Sumerian and yeah. specifically yeah. seem to get a lot of heat for it but like i think people do forget in that sort of like two thousand and eight to twenty twelve kind mm. of time period there were a lot of bands and a lot of albums really like maybe not breaking the boundaries but definitely like kind of redefining where they sat in them yep. and like what kind of sounds were viable for a heavy band to have so yeah I, I thought totally they agree or but not maybe not as much credit these days because of just how they've developed as bands I think I it's think the
1: it's same. Um, It'll probably come back around eventually because I, I like sort of to 2012. That was like sort of later high school years for me, and I remember like all those bands that you referenced there. Like, I remember buying Metal Hammer and getting like it was like one year. It was I it was like it was like a total gent CD, and it was like <laughs> uneven structure after the burial. Nice. Like all the like um, yeah, it's all, all of them. All, all those bands, and you're like, oh, I've never heard anything like this before. Like, and I was I liked Periphery. That they were you they were like I one of my favorites at that point yeah. and I think that's yeah so like even though that's like 10 years ago now like I think that's why it, it like that was a hugely formative period for people like yeah. ourselves and um, that was the kind of scene we had when when we were really excited about like and, and becoming metal fans kind of thing yeah, so yeah exactly why it, I think it makes sense that that's what we would write <laughs> yeah because
0: it feels like everyone like around our sort of age it was all like your Kill Switch and and Bullet of My Valentine and stuff like that. And then as you got older, you, I feel like everyone sort of kind of made that turn to either you yeah. didn't really listen to metal anymore or you were getting into the kind of heavier, techier stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's definitely. when that sort of expanded. Like these bands weren't my sugar clones. They yeah. were like taking these new ideas and adding it to it. They yeah. just kind of came and went. So then when I heard your album, like I don't want to say it sounds like it's 10 years old, but like, it, just, it reminded me so much of like a 2019 take on that thing.
2: Yeah, well, I think a few people have kind of said that to us like the it's not particularly I don't think it's a particularly groundbreaking like album we've done or anything but like a lot of people have kind of turned around and said to us like actually like the reason they've enjoyed it so much is because it does sound in places like similar to those older bands like and mm-hmm. um, there was definitely like the heaviest podcast had kind of spoken about it and reviewed the album and they said it's it sounded it. like kind of, older silosis like first album yeah, like, via that, yeah. stuff like that and I, I was like yeah that i mean that's that's kind of what i got into listening yeah. you know at that point as well like that kind of 2008 to 2012 so i think a lot of what we do carry over in terms of writing does come from like a really specific period in time even though it does mm-hmm. take influence from a lot of different things
0: yeah. yeah obviously like there's obviously a lot of influence outside of metal as well you can really hear that like see the kind of um, interludes track and stuff like that like Aspire and then the last especially Blood Moon at the end like mm, yes. I, to call that song like just a metal song would be doing it dirty like is so much in that one track like, yeah, there's a, lot
1: of, <laughs> a yeah. lot of different tracks on that yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I can imagine that <laughs> was, I was a nightmare <laughs> for you to <laughs> do
2: <laughs> after like two minutes and then yeah. just
0: like, <laughs> <old>.
2: <laughs> like that, as, the outro for that is old though like Oh really? I kind of started writing not not the vocal part or anything but like yeah. the actual like, song from that kind of middle section onwards is quite like old now and I guess I would have maybe written not at, not at that time but like it definitely I mean when I was writing the album I really needed an outro and I was like actually that would be like a really nice way to kind of close it out and um, it's just the thing I wrote first in that style.
0: oh right, okay but I mean, if that's your first attempt just like, kind of like, fuck me if you expand on that. Well, not, not the,
2: like, t- kind of technical riffs or anything, but that kind of chord section of the outro. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's a nice way for me to kind of close out. But
0: mm-hmm. well, I, I think it, it works nice because if you listen to it the way I did, like on a loop, so when that, I feel like, I don't know if it was something you wrote intentionally, like how every song does really bleed into the next one. So when the album ends, if it goes right back to the start again, it almost feels like an endless journey. Like every song really blends into the next one. Like the last track yeah, yeah. and the it, first it, it totally song would, seamlessly go in together.
2: It totally would because. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the album starts and it's written like, it's a bit kind of like nerdy, but like, it's all based around kind of like E, the key of E and the key of B, and yeah. then about halfway through on the back of the interlude track into the Dreech, it mm-hmm. switches into a different key.
0: Right, okay.
2: The, the original key is like the, the sort of harmony of that note. So yeah. that would, actually, yeah, if you did play it on a loop, it would just kind of blend into it. Yeah,
0: something. like, it generally so, just, like, seamlessly goes back to the start without you really noticing. I wonder if that was something you just intentionally done.
2: It, definitely not intentionally to go back to the start, but um, to, like, blend into each other, like, I think that's just naturally the way I kind of write stuff. Yeah. Like, our EP's done like that, and the, the newer demos and stuff are kind of done in the same way. Um, yeah. it just natural for me to write, like, I guess with a bigger picture in mind. hmm and yeah, it's just more interesting for me. <laughs> Nothing.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that like we both approach it the same way. Like, it I wasn't a deliberate thing, but I think when it comes to like, it's like there's a, there's like a preset theme to what you're yeah. writing. Kind of, and you're going to write, you're like, okay, I'm in this key and this of stuff I'm going to write. And it's not just, it's, I mean, it's kind of random, but like it's, 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 it's kind of like setting those limitations on yourself. Yeah. You can be creative within those, so you're not just kind of like, Jumping in from place to place it's 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 a bit more deliberate that way and i think yeah. you get more an idea that way you know so I think yeah i find there's it. nothing worse than having like a blank
2: canvas with like no limits so like even on on these newer tracks i kind of set myself a bit of a a bit of a box i guess mm-hmm. and i was like right you can use this 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 and this but like try not go outside that limitation like right, okay. at first so yeah. you can get a sort of structure to it all and then you can build on top of it because
0: yeah so it's more of like, like a kind of controlled chaos than just yeah, everything yeah. everywhere
2: because i feel like if you do have no limitations i won't actually get anything done
0: because yeah, it's just like okay.
2: an endless cycle of like yeah oh what about that sound or what about that sound or oh, what about this or or that it just it never ends so like yeah. sometimes i just like, I like to either mm-hmm. set up a boundary or just a bottom line and be like no nah, you know what that is done yeah, and it kind of goes back to what Josh was saying as well about like the album representing like a kind of part in time, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to kind of draw a line under it and be like, you know what, that was that was twenty eighteen yeah. done, twenty nineteen done, twenty twenty is going to be a little different. But yeah, yeah, I think it's good to have those kind of feelings towards
1: what you're working on. So,
0: no, definitely.
1: I'm, sorry, I was going to say, I don't think I would have been able to write to the album had I not done that because it's basically all linear mm-hmm. and you're like, it's not like a verse chorus where you're going to go, okay, I know where it goes here, I know where it goes here. Yeah, I, think, I can repeat that all later on. Time. I was like, okay, I need to like, yeah, you, you have to come up with something, like a concept or a theme, yeah. otherwise you're going to lose the plot. You're like, where does this begin and end because all the tracks blend into one another, there's no choruses, kind of. Mm-hmm. So it's odd. It, it, it's so yeah, like you kind of have to think about writing differently. I guess. Well, that's actually
0: going to be my next question for you, Josh. It was like... Um, if the songs are kind of bleeding into one on one, do you do the same with your lyrics? That like, do you keep the same? Like, obviously, I know it's a lot about like pollution and world problems right now. Do you keep those? Did you try and continue the narrative in the same way that the songs yeah. continue into each other?
1: Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, I think it was, I think the first songs, correct me if I'm wrong, Ross, I think it was, was it Inertia, Haze, and Salvation? Were the first ones we kind of demoed? Yeah, we did
2: those because they had a bit more like new territory in terms of like the sound of the yeah, vocals.
1: Like, yeah, from a sort of vocal standpoint, it's like melodic stuff and melodic aspects to those. But I think those with Salvation, if you like, is kind of like the title track of the album. I, I always think, right, okay, and it's kind of like everything is based around that moment, kind of thing, and everything kind of works around it. So when you have those lyrics, and you, that's that's where you start the theme, mm. and then you kind of, that's like the the event in the album kind of thing. That's where I'm like, I, I, I sum up the album scenes in that song. Right, okay. And then everything before it is, how did I get to that point? And everything after that is, where does that thought process take me? And that's right, Okay. That's like how I wrote the lyrics for it. Like it was, that was that seemed like the, the most sensible way to do it. I think if I'd just been, like I was saying, if it had been random and you were just like, I'm going to write a song about like this, so this, so this. Yeah, like I, uh-huh. I, I would have got lost and I don't think it would have been this cohesive. Whereas if you've got this thing that, you know, like repeating kind of mantras or phrases or something like that, then you can bring them back and you can yeah. kind of like, here's, an end, here's a beginning, middle and end to this album. And then yeah. I can just fill in the blanks as opposed to song per song. By yeah. song if
0: that no, definitely. Like, I think because like we are just saying, that kind of works in tandem with the music because there is kind of like similar themes. Seen, like, you like like how you switch from one key to like the melody of that key. Mm-hmm. So like, I think the two things work in Totem really well. Yeah i wasn't sure if that was just when he's consciously done or it's just like a really happy accident
1: i think ross did that and i was like okay jesus how, how the hell am i gonna write yeah because like, <laughs> I'd, I'd never written anything that like written vocals anything as technical as that before so it wow. was like really it, it was it was really daunting at first and i was like well, break this down for myself and make it easier for myself you know like yeah you split it into chunks and then you can kind of do it like that so it, it just it makes sure that you've it's easier for you to think about it, but it also makes sure if you've got something to say in your lyrics that you want to talk about, it means you can kind of go into more detail on them. Yeah. And uh, be more specific. You can write more lyrics because, you know, like I think if you, do, you can broach a theme very broadly, but, if you, but you can also be very detailed in it if you think, if you kind of plan ahead and stuff like that. So no, definitely. The, the idea behind that,
0: I guess. So was there, yeah. the first time I heard you was, I'm going to butcher the name of this, I'm so sorry, ex song Is that right? Exsanguinated. Exactly. Yeah, that was very yeah. close. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the Nobody, first time
2: I heard it is fine. Was
0: there like a conscious reason, like was that left off the album because it didn't fit those themes or the music, or was it just like you wanted that to be its own standalone thing?
2: So the al- on the album originally, Exsanguinated is where Silent Spring
0: is. Right, okay.
2: It's pulled out and like it's a more like not a direct swap, but like it is It was in that sort of spot, and Mm -hmm. we'd had a bit of a. I kind of got got to a point where we were like, we really need to do something, like we've got this album like done, you know, like written and ready to go, but like we don't have a drummer, so like it kind of was getting into that point of like, well, how can we really keep touring this or do tours? Like, I think we were we were kind of struggling to like make that step to like being a touring band,
0: yeah that's, a big, like, that's the next big hurdle free. really isn't it
2: yeah like i feel like once you kind of do a couple of tours like it begins to sort of come together but like getting those first i would say yeah first even first one is like a yeah. bit of a step um so I, I think we were kind of like right we really should put something out like just so we've got something out this year done mm-hmm. um and again I, I don't really know how we chose that
1: track i think i was just a bit like I think it was because it. Yeah, we'd been playing it live. Um as part of our, our first first shows we played, we did play it live just yeah. as something else kind of thing. Um but yeah, it was like Ross was saying, it's it was about keeping visibility, like we'd got yeah. a little bit of like kind of like attention from the EP, but we're like, okay, we actually need to like before we commit to doing an album, we need to like just have something out kind of thing. So that was and that that was the one that was closest to being like a fully realised song, and it was very yeah. like it's not very long, it's very immediate, kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, it, it just
0: comes roaring out at you. Like, it, yeah, I, I,
1: just,
0: I see what you mean. It does, it can stand alone. Like, when you're writing an album, where every song blends into one. If you take away both things, either side of it, can yeah. that song hold up on its own? And I, I, I kind of see what you're coming from. Like, that does yeah. stand by itself.
1: Yeah, I don't think I think the album. It was difficult picking singles a lot of the time for the album just because, yeah. because, because of the nature of it. But I think that was a song that we felt. I don't know. It just it it was one we demoed and it was just one that we could it was something.
0: Yeah, just something we could put out. Things.
1: It's like okay, here's something brand new, and then we can worry about the album in the meantime while we're playing shows off the back of that. Kind of yeah. Like that was so was movie. that kind
0: of always the plan then to do an album? Like I thought that was it's Again, not to call you a local band, but it's quite ambitious to do a full length instead of most of these bands just turn out EP after EP.
2: When we kind of started the band, I think we had kind of like, I don't really know if you would call it like high aspirations, but it was very like, we need to just aim for an album. Yeah. Like, like is there any point in doing EPs? Is there any point in doing singles? Like, Or should we just kind of go... You know go hard with it and then like in the process of kind of writing that album i was like actually i've got these so we did like a song once and then we did like an ep and it was and the ep was a bit more like okay so i've got these three songs that are done like mm-hmm. we should put something out and use it to give us a bit of a lift and then yeah the next year we did another single which was exsanguinated and then we've done the album so it, it has kind of accidentally built up that way but like the yeah. idea was to do an album like I okay. started, you know, early on in the whole process of being a band, um, and like even I'd come into the band as a bit of a, yeah, I could play guitar. Like I didn't really expect to write as much or all of it as I do now. Um,
1: and
2: yeah. I'd kind of, I didn't think I would be that way because I'd never really been the main writer in a band before. Right. Okay. Um, it was quite kind of daunting to be honest. Like, oh, yeah, a bit. <laughs> I've actually got to, like, put together, like, an album.
0: Yeah, and these people are relying on me to kind of be the one to yeah,
2: do it Yeah, it's like if, I, if I crack during this, like, well, pff, what what's going to happen?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd say, like, I always personally was aiming for an album, but, like, I'm oh, okay. glad we had a few other odds and ends along the way. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually, like, quite a good, I don't really want to call it a, a model, but I think it's a definitely a way to help a band just get a little bit on their feet especially Mm -hmm. if they're like because i feel like we've always kind of had stuff that sounds quite realized Mm -hmm. like in terms of what it actually sounds like whereas like if a band's maybe a bit younger i feel like an ep is maybe a good way to just
1: i was just saying i think if you're still figuring out your sound then committing to something like an album might not make sense because it just could end up being like quite a mixed bag and not in quality sense just in a sonic sense like yeah it be, it's just not coherent, yeah,
0: coherent at
1: all yeah exactly so you're looking for coherence and I think you know if the album had been coherent maybe we wouldn't have done that but like I think just because it is written by one person yeah then it, it kind of helps and like you say like I think if you're a bit younger that can be daunting but I think because we've done it, we've done different bands like it it, it just made I think we were yeah. point, like, let's just go for it and then yeah. let's not waste any time, kind of thing. If we if we know what we want and we know what we want to sound like, then
0: yeah, you know, especially sick. like how you were saying, if it was because it was twenty nineteen was when you got your proper like lineup sorted, wasn't it? That's when Tim came in. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if I was a drummer and you told me my first gig was at Tech Fest, I'd probably <laughs> I'd be throwing punches. <laughs> Talk about throwing someone in at the deep end. He's a very calm individual.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, he's like other... a sort of calming voice of reason at this point now. But... <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> if you like, if, if Tim's freaking out about something, then I'll maybe freak out Beth. Yeah, i yeah, say, no, it's bad. The canary, you know what I mean? If he's not worried about it, I'm not worried about it. You know. <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was kind of the defense. I mean, not that it was like easy for us either. It was no, not if, it was no, a, of course not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was incredibly nothing but like at the same time like yeah if I was Tim I'd be like that's yeah. a lot <laughs> I think it's you know an unfortunate
2: thing for us though like along the way and like it definitely took us a long time to find a drummer like yeah. just somebody who could play the stuff but somebody who could like really sort of rise to the I don't really want to call it a challenge but like I feel like that's it's not using
0: music to play yeah
2: that's just because me and like us because we're in the band but like I think like to to audition and really just go for it like is quite a daunting process mm-hmm. and like I don't feel like we're a, a big band like we're not um I still kind of consider us a bit of a like oh we're just like you know four or five dudes like four of us from Glasgow and one of us from down south like I don't know but like I guess coming into that like a lot of people are quite daunted by it but Tim just he came in he sent us a few videos came up and practiced that was cool. Um, <laughs> came on again and then played his first
0: show. Is <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, uh, Things like that work out though. Like, how do you yeah. even go about finding a drummer from England to come play for you? Like, how is was that a a thing? I
1: don't Like, we were searching for drummers for quite, I and mean, we played a few fill-in drummers who were great. Yeah, but I think we, ultimately they need to want to do it. And yeah, for sure. I like it's like it, all, like the, the drummers that we kind of like that filled in for us were all amazing players I mean but like um finding finding someone like it, not even on a personality level just like do you want to do this because it's quite a lot of, it's a lot to commit to kind of thing yeah and I think if they've got other projects or something like that that they want to do or like they're just not in that place in their life then that's fine do You know what I mean that's that's totally their call but um I think Tim was looking for what we were looking for as well. Yeah. Sorry, yeah I kind of don't mind how we, we met, how we got in touch, was it Will that got in touch I with Tim or
2: somebody Will, like that? Well, spoke to him on, like, he puts up little Instagram videos of his drumming and I think Will right, okay. kind of found him through that. And
0: but, that, Like, yeah. I feel like that's a big step. Like, obviously, he had the album getting the lineup, but then obviously, we were talking about it before we started recording, Ross, but like, the fact that he's done it all independently as well like it is a big financial risk if you were to take a session musician out like you've put everything into it yourself you wrote it and obviously you are saying you didn't master it but you still recorded it all yourself as well with no backing whatsoever
2: yeah all i mean i mean guitars were done sitting in here i think we did some vocals in here and some kind of uh friends like kind of studio space but yeah it was all all kind of in-house yeah um, and yeah like it was a very diy sort of released like down to the literal like ordering of the CDs and the merch <laughs> yeah. uh, and Tim was very, actually very very kind enough to come in in the middle of that process and you know split it five ways like, to that as well like yeah that, I think we were always about like oh that's a bit of a big ask like you've not been there for any of it but like do you still want to be a member of the band and then he was just like off the bat like yeah I want to contribute to this I want to make it happen. So I was like, at that point, I was like, right, this is a no-brainer. Like, this is the... Yeah, this is the guy. The pieces yeah. kind of fall into place, and this is the guy. Like, it was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so many, like, costs already. That if you're splitting out between four, never mind five, it's is, is hard, you know. Yeah. But I think you Just, I don't know. Like, it's it's just so much better when you've got, like, a full lineup and you don't need to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know that everyone's into it. Like that's, yeah. that's the battle, isn't it? Like
2: the I one.
0: Thing,
2: I, can, yeah. I know we can go back from you know Johnny and put something in the the band group chat that's just us, and like the response will just be, "Yeah, great, cool, love yeah, it, do it." <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like on the same page. Is yeah, it's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like especially with the whole being like independent thing. Like you have kind of no one to tell you no at the same time. Like obviously, there's probably there's definitely pros and cons for. If you did have a label backing you, like um with advances and things like that. Is that something yeah. you just would want to do, or are you happy just to, to be doing it all yourselves and churning it out yourselves? Would be it, like we're not not interested,
1: but it need to be the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that a, a a concept album with not many singles on it is necessarily <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: what, what a lot of labels are probably looking for. Yeah, <laughs> I don't they understand the label side of it,
2: like that's not an easy sell so like yeah is somebody really going to be interested in it like or or they might be like I, I don't know it depends kind of what comes through the the door almost yeah like what yeah. to the inbox like it's not it's not the be-all and end-all for me personally like I'm not kind of sitting here champing and like oh my god we need to get a label like that's the only reason we're doing this but like uh-huh. if one was to knock on the door and
0: it was a, like, a good fit for both parties then. Yeah,
2: it's a good fit. They are they're positive about the music, like, we are positive about the label and their, their roster, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, absolutely try and work something out. Not um, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, so,
1: yeah.
2: like, it is that way, like, it really does depend on, like, what it is and, like, when it is as well. Like, yeah. I think us leading up to the first album, like, would have going onto a label been a good thing for it? Like, maybe not like maybe it is something we just needed to do ourselves
0: yeah can i get that experience
2: we like actually that was a lot of grunt for <laughs> or like for us like would we maybe be better like getting somebody else in to take the reins or whatever and and that's largely why we like we're working with someone like johnny now as well yeah, yeah. So
1: doing it by yourself that you might that if you hadn't done it by yourself you Might not be as well equipped to deal with these things, if, yeah. You know, if they
0: come up back, later on,
1: yeah. And if they start and, and if things are taken from your hands, like you, like if you're getting a raw deal kind of thing, you might not recognize it. But I think doing an album by yourself definitely like alleviate some of that, like and yeah, you know, you're already in that headspace before you got a label. So, I mean, a, a label's only really should be coming into to kind of like further what you're already doing as yeah, opposed to th- Yeah it's kind of just dating, assistance. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I definitely like I was kind of in the
2: uh, obviously we were talking about earlier, like the sort of time scale and like Sumerian records and stuff. And I feel like during that time there were a lot of like I would call them labels, but like Yeah. They weren't really doing anything for bands. Like spamming other bands' Facebook accounts isn't <laughs> yark, pr- yeah. That's yeah.
0: not promotion. Yeah
2: facilitating the digital only release of an album is not good like it's not helpful for a band it's not doing anything for them so i'm very like why would you get a label to do that when you could do it yourself other than when it gets to the point that it's too much for you or signing to said label is going to really like like josh says like give you that leg up or give you that next step and support you into making just a better run of it that you're already trying to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I think kind of like what you were saying about like how the whole periphery thing, like bands like that really did teach you that you can record an entire album in your bedroom and it can sound the way your album sounds, that like, your album sounds so polished. Like these are yeah. things that you can do with like on your own, just you and your four mates, like you don't need all these. I, I think they are a very it.
2: good example of that because like obviously Misha Mansur had his, sort of years just online himself
0: yeah the whole kind of bulb stuff
2: he would post demos that like looking back you're like right this isn't exactly like groundbreaking quality but like you at the time like holy shit he's done this in his room on his like laptop wow this is amazing
1: (laughs) um i think that seems where things started to really the i feel like even with your your trivia and things like that like Mm -hmm. uh, there was a certain facade and the music industry still had way more money back then yeah is now like i feel like that scene was where things started to break down like people's impression of what the music industry was and what it actually was yeah kind of broke down and people realised, like you're saying about periphery like that he was doing it all himself and you're like oh you actually can do that there's yeah. no reason why you can't you know even the way they kind of signed
2: like to labels to get that first album out as well, though. Like, I'm pretty sure it's signed to like different labels in different territories. Yeah. Um, so they kind of took the like. My understanding of it at the time was they took the sort of best deal available for each point, and then like over time they kind of just phased into the one label.
0: Yeah. But like, yeah. They're, on, they're on
2: their own label now. Yeah. They, they have their own label, and they're back to being, you know, fully. I mean, you can. I guess you could call it DIY. Like, despite I the fact, I guess that so. Yeah with a label, it's their label, so... Yeah, yeah.
0: is that kind of, like, Enter Shikari model, like, I know they're a weird band to make a com- comparison to, but they've never been signed, they're the yeah. only unsigned band to ever headline Brickson Academy, because they've done what periphery did
1: yeah, they started know, their own band. label,
0: signing themselves, and then put their album in. That's I think so Enter cool
1: Shikari. That's, yeah.
0: cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so, so cool. My memory of Enter Shikari was covering Sorry You're Not a Winner. At oh, school. of course. And I hate <laughs> it. Every waking minute of
1: it, because I
0: just <laughs> keep
1: clapping Mate, if you were in two thousand and eight and you were in a band and you weren't covering "Sorry Not a Winner" or uh, "Unholy Confessions," what were you doing? Yeah. Josh, Josh, I was before that. I was like two thousand.
2: <laughs> maybe, 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 no. Two thousand and six sounds about right.
0: What? So you're just yeah. covering what, like "End of Heartache" uh, instead or something? Then yeah. better than everyone. <laughs>
2: No, I just
0: checked out. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you're, you're working on new music. Do you have any other plans for the rest of this year or next year? Or are you just kind of pausing everything right now?
1: I wouldn't say we're pausing, but like, obviously there's a limit to what we can expect to yeah. do. Um, we're definitely doing stuff before the year's out. You'll, cool. hear from, you'll hear from yeah. going here before then but Good. um but i think shows and stuff like that like
0: it's just all up in there
2: next year like yeah we are we are booking into next year and right, like we've okay. had a few things come through but like it is that kind of thing where like i mean i'm sure you know it as well as i do like working in like a, a club or like a venue and stuff here about yeah. like i don't really know how this is going to go yeah, um, I would mean, say there's nothing before the end of this year, but like, yeah, we have we have booked a few things into next year, and um, so we it's really kind of balls in our court to
0: just hope it goes ahead.
2: Release something for that, I guess. Well, okay. uh, but yeah, um, we're sitting on a few things, um, and it hopefully won't be too long before we can.
0: Good, so we can expect in, like kind of things like things coming out of the God eater camp in the coming yeah, kind yeah. of months and year. Big things are coming, and they're coming soon. Moderately. Things they're big,
1: and they're coming soon. That's all
0: you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Man. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Good luck yeah. for the rest of the, your year and all these big things you have. So, thank you so much.
1: Moderately. <inaudible> the <expectations>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Cheers, guys. I'll see you next time. And thank you so much for coming on. No
1: No worries. worries. See you.